Welcome, 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 St. Louis. Welcome, Points Online. To those of you listening in the podcast after the fact, welcome to you as well. This is geek to me Radio. We are debuting two brand new segments this month, and we've got two special guests coming on the line with us, so stand by. Welcome to geek to me Radio. I am your host, James Enstall. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek2MeRadio.com, Facebook.com slash Geek2MeRadio. And we welcome you if you are in the St. Louis area listening to us on your radio. Thank you very much. If you are listening to us streaming online, you can go to Geek2MeRadio.com, hit that Listen Live tab, and you can stream us worldwide across the web. And of course, if you're listening to this in the podcast form after the fact, as I know many of you do, we appreciate your listening, so thank you very much. We are debuting two brand new segments this month. Our first segment is something I'm calling Podcast Spotlight. There's a lot of fantastic podcasts out there, and there's almost so many that it's hard to, it's almost overwhelming at times as to what there is out there, and it's all sorts of varieties and topics of uh, interest for people. And my first podcast spotlight segment, we are bringing back two guests who have been on the show with us previously, which makes you guys our first recurring guests. We've got Ron and TC from Toner Low on the phone. Guys, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. How's it going? Yep, we can hear you good. Perfect. Very well. Thank you. Uh, so as I said, I kind of there's all these different podcasts and everything out there, and you guys have a, uh, a a nice variety of stuff that you cover in yours as well. And I know, as I said, you've been on the show with us before, but tell us a little bit about Toner Low Network. Um, uh, well, you know, we, we pick generally video games and uh, movies, things that are, you know, more uh, consistent or interesting in pop culture. You know, like this last week, we did an episode over Final Fantasy 15, you know, since it just released. Yes. Yeah, we basically look at the release list and then figure out what's coming out each week, and then we, we hit on that as we come to them. Okay, and yeah. so how, how was Final Fantasy? Because I, I haven't had time to play anything or do anything. Um, it, 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 was, it, was a, it was a little bit of a difficult decision for us to kind of come down to a solid answer on it, but... It felt like a lot of the time uh, the, the game came to lacking a lot of story, um, and which is you know really sad for us because it's Final Fantasy, and I feel right. like these games should heavily contain a good story. And uh, I mean, even around most of the places that you look at, uh, their major complaint with the game is that it lacks good like driving story. 
So on the upside, though, in lack of story, what was uh, what were some of the positives? Um, the new combat system it seems to be really well liked, um, although fairly similar to or a little bit more like uh, the Kingdom Hearts kind of design to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it seemed like a lot of people actually really enjoyed the new combat system. So I mean, at least at least that's a positive thing because you know they spent a long time trying to build a specific engine just to scrap it and then go with uh, was Unreal Four or the, the Unreal Engine. Yeah, they wound up going with Unreal. Oh, the first half of the ten-year dev cycle was because they went with a custom engine, then they had to abandon it. <laughs> so cool combat, but but not a lot of storyline. So it sounds like Zack Snyder had a hand in this thing. Then am I right? Oh yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. I had to get my Zack Snyder dig in. Sorry, I had to do it. So <laughs> no, 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 it's appropriate. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Final Fantasy that's probably got more. Uh, I I don't know if you want to call them chapters or installments out than just about any other video game, barring ones like you know Pac Man where it's got like eight different iterations. But uh, this is the fifteenth installment, in the Final Fantasy. Uh, I guess you'd call it saga. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's been one of the longest running easily, I believe. I mean, you know, there are games here and there that have other like uh, delineation or you know. It's, some sort of small change, but Final Fantasy has been around since what, eighty uh, nine, something like that. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Even yeah, because yeah, Japan got it before we did, and then when you think about it, each iteration of Final Fantasy is really its own universe with its own spinoffs and sequels. Yeah. It, well, that was until uh, Square Enix kind of oh, became yeah. more of a thing. Yeah, because you know, like Final Fantasy X was one of the last um, SquareSoft official titles. Because, uh, you know, Squaresoft and um, Enix, um, I don't remember their full name, but yeah, uh, Enix actually had that merger and they became Square Enix. And a lot of people nowadays just know them as Square Enix and don't even realize they were Squaresoft at some point. Huh. So yeah, and so yeah, something I didn't know. So I'm, I need to focus more yeah. on the gaming aspect, I guess. That's one of that's why I'm having oh, you guys on, though. You guys are my gaming experts, so I appreciate that. Hey, <laughs> we love it. And I know I just looked up the date, Final Fantasy. Uh, the first release was December 18th, 1987. So they are going on 30 years old. I wonder if they're going to do anything next year for the big 30-year anniversary. I hope so. And uh, I hope it's more than just uh, releasing a little bit of the Final Fantasy VII remake that they're going to be doing. So <laughs> Right, yeah. It's Man, we're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, you're right, we are. It's, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> Things get better with age. That's what I keep telling people. So what else have you guys been uh, movie-wise? I knew you guys, uh, you guys do movies and stuff, too. What have you guys seen lately that you liked? Um, we, we recently did an episode over Doctor Strange. Um, let me see. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, Suicide Squad was a fun episode to do. Um, it, it, you know, we... Well, like I said, we try to, you know, pick something that's a little bit more nerd-centric, you know, and sure. people that, um, you know, we're, we're not going to just talk about the new um, spy thriller movie that's out, you know, this month or whatever. It's just, you know, we, we want to keep it a little bit more in line with, you know, our audience and what people want to listen to. So we try to pick the the nerdier of the movies and everything. Right, that's I mean, good. Fill, that, fill that niche, yeah. Star Wars. Star yes. Wars comes out this week. and. Yes. I, I, I have... It's a I national do. holiday. <laughs> like, 
I have I have tattoos uh, on my forearms. Like I have sleeve tattoos, and uh, I think I have five Star Wars tattoos. Okay. Oh so, yeah. I'm, so you're in it. I'm very excited. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Rogue least. One. If I if I see one more person online comment, why aren't Ray and Finn in this one? I'm just gonna lose my mind too. Mm-hmm. It's like look at the time setting. I always laugh when I always laugh when people are like, "Well, what happens at the end of it?" I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, so they remember that first paragraph from the New Hope? There you go." Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you're caught up. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward. I think this. I I love the darker tone that they're taking. I hope they don't try to uh, Disney it too much and get away from that dark feel of it. But man, I am so excited about this one. Oh yeah. Especially with James Earl Jones. Yes. I, I don't see how anybody can't be. Darth Vader's proper curtain call. They, yeah. they need to get a uh, Siri app and start just having James Earl Jones talk into it so they can replicate his voice for years and years and years and years to come. It, it would pay for itself. Did you see the stuff from Star Wars Rebels? Because he did the voice work on that, too. I haven't seen Rebels yet. Actually, I'm, I'm so far behind. I'm still going through Clone Wars. Um, so Rebels is something I need to get caught up on. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say that you know that if the prequels were just that, and like we didn't have necessarily the uh, three prequel movies with George that George Lucas did, um, I feel as though the Star Wars universe would be held in a little bit of a higher respect. Yeah, the writers basically on Clone Wars basically spent six years filling in all of George Lucas's plot holes and made a lot of really good stuff out of the prequel trilogy. Yeah, everything I've seen so far, I'm loving. I love Ahsoka's journey that she's uh, kind of going on, and we're seeing that come come around and uh, in in Clone Wars. And I, I'm really glad that I, I guess it's Disney kind of saying, "Hey, we need to do this." So it's kind of a good thing that Disney's got Star Wars. I hope they just don't wreck it at some point. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as it becomes uh, as soon as it becomes like a serialized thing, you know, the the heart kind of feels like it's drained out of it. And let's hope it doesn't t- happen like that. Yeah, like I, I've got my serious reservations about the Han Solo movie, and they quietly dropped the Boba Fett, Boba Fett movie earlier this year and didn't tell anybody. Yeah, I noticed that. Oh, I was yeah. kind of wondering if that was just kind of downplayed because they're putting their focus on the other things, or if that was just, no, we're not going to do it. I hope, I would love to see it. I think it'd be good. Well, right at Celebration, they had it. They were going to show a teaser for it, and the director dropped out that day, and they pulled it. Ooh. Huh. Well, yeah, that's not a good sign. <laughs> it's never a good sign. Uh, we have to take a quick break. Do you guys mind sticking around for a little bit of the next segment? Oh, of course. All right, perfect. I'm going to plug you on hold. We'll be right back with you, and if you're listening, stay tuned. We'll be back with our friends from Toner Low Network right after this. Hi, this is Tova Felchu from The Walking Dead. I play Deanna Monroe, and I'm happy to be on Geek to Me Radio. And we are back on Geek to Me Radio. This is part of my new segment, Podcast Spotlight. We're talking to our friends Ron and TC from Toner Low Network. You can follow them on Twitter, and I highly recommend you do at Toner Low Podcast, and check out their website tonerlow.org. So we talked a little bit about uh, movies before we went to break, and you guys said you saw Doctor Strange. Were you as oh, yeah. thrilled with it as everyone else seems to be? I'm not a Benedict fan, and I went into that movie very much wanting to hate it, and there's literally nothing I can hate about that film. It's just kind of probably the best thing they've made. Yeah, they they did a really great job adding to some of the 
uh, subtlety of the Doctor Strange universe, you know, because the Doctor Strange universe came from the Silver Age era of comics where it was very trippy and kind of psychedelic and that goofy kind of, you know, campy aspect to comics. And, you know, the movie did a really great job of keeping it a more, um, no, I don't want to say serious tone, but, you know, a, a driven tone. You know, you can tell and, like, you feel driven by Doctor Strange or by Stephen Strange to get these powers and kind of go on this adventure. And, I mean, you know, and I'm not going to spoil anything by any means, but I felt like the climax of the film was probably one of my favorite climaxes <laughs> yeah. in any Marvel film. That ever. was really well done, I agree. And they just, uh, I think just this past week, earlier this week, they passed the 600 million mark at the box office worldwide, making it the highest grossing introduction to a new character we've seen in the Marvel franchise so far and adding to that $10 billion franchise gross. That is really reassuring. I'm glad because I've wanted them to launch more brands, from the, not necessarily the B tier, but the lesser known characters, mm-hmm. and, you know, certainly outside the quote unquote core Avengers group. That makes me really happy. Right, and I think I mean, because they've done so well with uh, kind of these, uh, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy came out of nowhere, because I was never a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan. Uh, I read the comic books in the oh. 90s, and that wasn't my team that they showed in the movies, but obviously the movie hit it out of the park. Ant-Man did better, because people were like, who? And then now we've got Doctor Strange. I think they could literally do anything. that They could probably do a slapstick meets the Watcher movie, and it would gross $100 million in the first weekend. <laughs> yeah, it probably would. I mean, you know, and they, they also did a really uh, great job in subtlety of characters. There are many characters in that movie that were introduced that were in the comic books and who had a very active role as the comics got later. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the love interest played by Rachel McAdams in the movie. Uh, I don't remember the um, character's name, but I do know that um, – they they have an option to expand on her being in the story because she shares the name with another character in the comics that became a character called Night Nurse, um, which is uh, one of Doctor Strange's um, allies, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so it's just it, it's really interesting because they're really keeping it there for either giving people a little bit of fan service to understand that hey, you know, we know the name, but also going hey. We can use this later if we want. Right, yeah, Dr. Christine Palmer, played by uh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, yeah. And that was, I think, uh, a lot of people were upset that she was just the love interest. She didn't have enough to do, but I think what Marvel is so good at doing is introducing characters, but then really building on those characters. So I hope we will end up seeing more from Rachel McAdams, because she's very talented, obviously, and it would be nice to see her do a little bit more than just be the girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, I was worried it would turn out like Thor, where Natalie Portman got dropped because nobody really cares because they really did nothing with her. Mm-hmm. But it, it looks like they planted the seed for something better down the line. I'm hoping because I'm I, I'm a huge fan of the female Thor series they're doing in Marvel right now. It's it's oh, yeah. a fantastic book and the complexity. If you're not reading the female Thor version, if you can go out and I think they have the first at least five or six issues in trade paperback form. If you're listening to this. Uh, head out to your local yeah. comic book store, and it's basically Jane Foster has cancer. When she turns into Thor, that magic purges all the chemicals and toxins from her body, which is the chemotherapy. So basically, every time she turns into Thor, she's killing her Jane Foster self a little bit more, and that's such an interesting dynamic. It's like nothing they've done with Thor in the past. Wow. 
that seems really cool, actually. I, I haven't I haven't started reading that. Um, I'll have to I'll have to really look into it. Yeah, I'm hoping that Jane yeah, that Foster really they might cool. bring her back for an Infinity Gauntlet. Um, and I'm sorry, Infinity War. If they bring her back in the movies, because I, I did like the character. I love Natalie Portman, so uh, it would be great to see oh. her brought back into the fold. Yeah, no, I mean that would be fantastic. I mean, and you have a great actress. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody like Natalie Portman, like you. Why not utilize her? Don't just get make her something to you know that's a side project or you know just a, a, a cliff note in the story. Like use that great actress. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's there's so uh, much you could do with her, and obviously she's capable of doing so much. So there, why, why wouldn't you do oh, yeah. do something with that? So anything else oh, you guys are uh, watching or working on, or uh, what's the uh, the next podcast segment? You guys have a topic in mind? You already working on it? Yeah, we we started writing our scripts and uh, kind of our points for Star Wars, um, ah. and it's it, it's difficult for me to uh, like because I let TC do a lot of the writing when it comes to it because he's good at it and I'm not. So play to the strengths. I let him, you know, write a a good amount of it. But whenever I look through the talking points, personally, because as I said earlier, I am in love with the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. I have not seen a single teaser trailer and I have not seen any trailer whatsoever. You saw about four seconds of one during Doctor Strange and you saw an Imperial uniform and immediately plugged both ears and eyes. Yeah, I, I was in the middle of the Doctor Strange theater just like humming to myself with my eyes closed. Because as soon as I noticed it was the Rogue One trailer, I, was just, I just like freaked out for a second. I was like, no! So you're, in my head. Yep. so you're purposely kind of avoiding all that so you can be completely surprised. Oh, yeah. That's uh, tough I, to do I, in this day and age of the, the internet, so good for you. Yeah, it's not easy to do, especially running a podcast right. like this. <laughs> we did it for Force Awakens. I don't know how he had the determination to hold out that long, but... Uh, I just love Star Wars that much. <laughs> Obviously, that's that's dedication yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, and we, we just can't wait. It's going to be a great episode. We did an episode over Force Awakens last year, and I think it ended up being ridiculously long, like an almost Still three. our longest episode today. Yeah, it was an almost a three-hour-long episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, I split her into two parts. Nice. So how, where do you usually keep the time segment? Are you guys usually about an hour and a half or so? Uh, usually about an hour, like usually right around an hour, give or take five minutes. Okay. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I, I think, uh, this is definitely, this Rogue One is going to knock it out of the park. I think everything I've seen, I know oh, you haven't seen anything, but yeah. everything I've seen, I'm very excited. I know a lot of the, uh, the buzz people are excited about it. So once again, oh, yeah. um, uh, you guys are on Twitter at Toner Low Podcast, the website tonerlow.org. Anything else you guys want to plug or throw out there right now? Uh, I mean, you can always check us out on Facebook. We're pretty active on there at uh, facebook.com forward slash Tunnelo Network. Um, we run our Let's Plays and our YouTube videos on um, Tunnelo. Oh, it's, I was going to say, we don't have a custom URL yet, but yeah, it's uh, if you actually go to YouTube, you can just look for Tunnelo Network and you'll just see TLN up there, and that's us. Little gold um, letters but, TLN. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, aside from that, no, I mean, uh, we appreciate, uh, the opportunity to have come on here and talk to you guys. No, like I said, I like having people who know more stuff about things than I do. So that's fantastic. <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming on my first recurring guests, Ron and TC from Toner Low podcast guys. Thank you very much. And, uh, have a great holiday. Glad to be here. You thank, too. Take thank care. You. Thank you. 
And we are going to go to a quick break. We'll be back with more. Our friend Casey Walsh from the Geeks Worldwide will be joining us with a weekly geekly wrap-up. So stand by. Great Hera, may the force be with you. This is Susan Eisenberg, voiceover actress, and you are listening to Geek to Me Radio. We are back on Geek to Me Radio, and we are doing the second of my new segments on Geek to Me Radio. Right now, we have he's not Lobo, but he is the main man at the Geeks Worldwide. We've got Casey Walsh. Casey, thanks for coming on air with us. Thanks, James. How's it going? Really well, really well. So uh, I'm a contributor now to Geeks Worldwide. Why you guys would want me, I don't know, but I appreciate you uh, taking me on. And we talked over email about doing a weekly segment, which I thought was a fantastic idea to kind of wrap up all the news going on in the geek world. And this is the debut of the segment, and you've uh, you've been on there with us before. So take it away. Uh, what's been going on in the week of geek well, uh, let's start with Star Wars, since I heard you guys talking about Star Wars a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, so it looks like Rogue One is going to be missing the opening crawl, uh, which is the first for Star Wars movies. And I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that as a big Star Wars fan. And I, I think, and, and in my personal opinion, I think it's a big mistake, because I think a lot of people are going into this movie kind of wondering where it fits on the timeline, and the opening crawl could really help that. But instead of the opening crawl, it's going to go to a cold open and a giant action scene instead. So I just want to kind of get your thoughts on that, on James, and, uh, and, and what your thoughts were on the missing opening crawl for the first time. Yeah, I agree. That that opening crawl is iconic. All the times it's been parodied in other movies and TV shows even. Uh, the Simpsons have parodied it, obviously. Family Guy has done it with their Blue Harvest. Um, it, to me, is Star Wars. You go in and you just expect to see it. It's kind of like uh, you need to see the... The uh, James Bond, when the circle comes, uh, finds him and he shoots at it in the opening of all the Bond movies. That's just one of those iconic openings. And I think, as we discussed in the last segment, because there are still people wondering why aren't Ray and Finn in this one. They don't know where it's coming in the timeline. Even they can see it on the website and check out all the stuff that's been published about it. But, yeah, I, I kind of think you need that. I'm surprised they're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of a big shock. And I, I'm interested to see kind of what the reaction is coming out of that movie uh, at first. Because it's, it's tracking huge. And I think the reason it's tracking so big is because I think a lot of people think it's a sequel to right. The Force Awakens still. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that first week, or actually the second week, shakes out. Yeah, this the, the opening week, and I think the ticket pre-sales are already through the roof for that. I know uh, from I've got a couple of friends who run theaters here in St. Louis, and they said they've got a lot of pre-sales already uh, logged in. So the second weekend, as you said, that will be very telling, I think. Yeah, yeah I took down Fandango and all the ticket sites again, so... That's a Star Wars thing now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a Star Wars movie unless it breaks the internet. Yeah, yeah, right? Oh, man, this is going to be a crazy couple of years. So, uh, so uh, some other big news that just been breaking the last couple of days. Uh, so it looks like DC is continuing to have issues with their extended universe stuff. Um, Wonder Woman's on the horizon. But after that, it's really bleak. I mean, they got Justice League, um, but it's still a year off. And then uh, there's nothing, no no movement or anything on the Flash, and it looks like now uh, Aquaman is being delayed. Um, so uh, so they're pushing back Aquaman uh, till late till 2017. Um, so uh, so that's going to be a big kind of uh, I, I don't know, man. That 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 DC. I don't know what's going on over there because I think there's a lot of big question marks. Um, I've, I've 
heard some not great. I mean, I, the the Wonder Woman trailers have been amazing. I, I, yes. I, I, I will say that. But I I know some people have seen some um, some cuts. Uh, and and it, it, not great things I'm hearing mm. uh, about the Wonder Woman film and the direction that it's going. So, uh, correction on the Aquaman looks like October 2018 is what they're eyeing now. Um, so I, I don't know. I just want to kind of see uh, like where, what do you what's your feeling on the DCEU and and all the troubles they're having. And Flash lots is, is three directors down at this point. I know three. I mean, um, how do you go through that many directors? What could possibly be going on over there? I it makes me so sad too, Casey, because I love. DC Comics. My first comic book was the DC Superpowers number five from the second series where Batman, Robin and Flash were transported to Apocalypse. And I've loved DC Comics ever since. Their comic books are fantastic. The rebirth that they're doing right now in their storylines is amazing. Their TV shows are knocking out of the park, but it's like some executive's nine-year-old nephew is running their movie department. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, I, I wonder if the Flash TV show is what's hurting that movie development. Because it seems like creative differences seem to be a big part of it. And I think it's because what creators are wanting to come do is they're, go, they're wanting to come in and they want to make something that's different from that Flash TV show. But that Flash TV show is so perfectly the Flash. It is. Um, that it's, it's going to be really hard to make a movie that's different from that and still make it appealing. Um, and so I think that that's where the creative part of that struggle is, is happening with directors because they want to make something that's different from the TV show and DC, and DC wants them to make something similar to the TV show because the TV show is working. Exactly. Um, so uh, I think, yeah, it, it's going to be really telling to see, once again, how Wonder Woman shakes out and, and, where, and where they go after that. I uh, agree. So yeah, well, if you, if you wouldn't mind, I'm going to plug you on hold real quick. We have to go to another break and we'll come back and uh, complete the segment if that's okay with you. All right, stand by. And we'll be back with more on geek to me Radio after this. Hey, this is Greg Grunberg, Snap Wexley from Star Wars, and it's all geek to me, my friends. Welcome back to Geek to Me Radio. I am your host, James Enstall. We are still joined by the geek worldwide, Casey Walsh, talking all things in the week of geek. And if you missed the uh, start of the segment, we discussed the Rogue One not having the title crawl. We talked about the problems that the DC Universe is suffering from. And it, it, like we were saying before the break, Casey, I'm, it makes me so sad because I want the movies to be good, but it, I don't know if it's because DC is trying to rush to play catch up to Marvel, if they would just maybe slow down, take their time. Uh, that might be an issue because I've heard that from a lot of people that everybody says their movies seem like they're trying to hurry up and, and be Avengers. I don't, I don't even know if it's that so much. I just think it's that they need another franchise on their hands. I mean, uh, Harry Potter's essentially done. That was their only big franchise. The really only thing they have, the only thing they have after that is the DC comic stuff, and they really need to get that stuff motoring and rolling uh, so they can stay in the zeitgeist and kind of can uh, stay up with, with Marvel. Um, and I think that's why <laughs> the Fantastic Beast, Beast marketing was so so heavy and they push that movie so much right. because um, I think they do see the writing is kind of on the wall with the DC stuff and they're like, damn, if this doesn't, or if this doesn't work out, we really have to uh, uh, have have a backup because, um, I mean, it's, it's a money-making, it's all that money when it comes down to the to, to the nit and gritty anyway. So Exactly. Um, yeah, well, like I said, we'll see how that 
shakes up. I mean, maybe, fingers crossed, maybe they're thinking about putting another movie in that July slot um, where Aquaman was going. Maybe they're going to rush Batman out uh, and, get, and, and, and shove that there instead, and, and Aquaman will be their fall their fall offering. So, I mean, there there is a bright spot at the end of the tunnel, but, again, it's, 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 we just haven't heard anything. It's really it's been kind of quiet over there, so it's, that's what's scary. Now, uh, staying in the DC universe for a minute, did you watch the four-part invasion crossover on the CW? Absolutely, I did. Of course, every night. That was, uh, to me, that was the Justice League right there. I think that was, it was so well done. They tied all four. Supergirl felt a little forced that first episode they, they did of the, of the four-part crossover. They just had that tiny little tie-in at the end. I would have liked to have seen uh, David Harewood's Martian Manhunter show up in the crossover as well. I think that was kind of a misstep. But overall, man, that was just an amazing four nights of television. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's really going to be cool to see what the Defenders does with that format as well. And, they, and they're going to have eight episodes to do it in. Uh, I think if that's one thing that, that, that this crossover suffered from, it was, it was, I still felt it was too short. I think we could have got at least a, another two or, or, you know, done like a comic book thing where like one, one on Friday night, they had like a finale that was called like air CW crossover or something. It was like, you know what I mean? Like a single issue, like finale or whatever. Yeah. Invasion epilogue or something. Yeah. Yeah. Tied in with the show or, or whatever. Uh, so I think that would have been cool, but yeah, I, I agree. It was really well done. Um, it had its missteps. Supergirl being one of them, I think the the way that she's incorporated in that universe is forced and kind of. I didn't really like the thing like, oh, here's a teleporter, and right. <laughs> now you can somewhere wherever you want. Um, so uh, I really would have liked to see them do some kind of like infinite crisis in quotes storyline where she is forced to join their Earth in some fashion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but maybe that's planned down the road. So, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that the TV doing stuff is doing so well and the movie stuff seems to be fledgling. It, it seems like they need to get on the same page. What they should do is they should hire who's ever writing and animating the, the animation stuff and just hire them to do that. Just make that stuff live action. Right. A lot of that, those animated movies are fantastic. Yeah. They've um, even, even some of the ones that I was kind of like, meh, like justice league war didn't blow me away, but it was still better, better than suicide squad. And, uh, it, their animated stuff. Again, they seem to knock it out of the park there as well. Right, and in 90 minutes. Right, right. <laughs> it doesn't take two and a half hours. Speaking of animated movies from Justice League, they just announced this week um, that they're doing another Teen Titans movie, but this yes. time they're doing The Judas Contract, which, uh, for comic book fans, is the Teen Titans story. Um, and I won't spoil it, because I really think it's something special and you need to kind of check out for yourself. But it involves uh, Deathstroke, uh, the Teen Titans main villains, and, and some teen... Uh, uh, angst and, and, and betrayal and, and really cool stuff. So I, I really encourage everyone to kind of check it out um, and definitely check out the movie. This is something they've been talking about doing for a very, very long time. Um, and then Teen Titans are still hot right now. James, yes. I don't know if you know this. But I do, yes. Here. Yeah, I, and this is the storyline that gives us Nightwing, which is one of my favorite DC Comics characters of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really special comic book, and I, I encourage everyone to really look into that and check it out. It's, it's, it's been something we've all been clamoring for for a while. And so anything else uh, uh, going on in the week? Yeah, so today, this very day, right before the podcast, PSX, uh, PlayStation Experience happened, and they announced a bunch of stuff. I'm just going to run down through them. All very cool, all very decorated. Of course, more Uncharted content is coming um, we're getting a whole new story featuring uh, two uh, characters from past adventures. Um, it's going to be 
uh, if you're an Uncharted fan, you're, you already know about it, and I'm just uh, telling you something you already know. Uh, <laughs> the Last <laughs> of Us 2 was announced. It's another big, huge, nice yes. property. Um, no real forthcoming details on that. We, made, we got a little teaser trailer, uh, but that that's definitely on the way. I think we kind of all knew that was happening, but it's, it's officially announced. And the big one for me personally, um, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Um, we got a, our first look at their new, uh, the new Marvel vs. Capcom fighting game. It looks amazing. It's featuring uh, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, uh, Ryu, and Mega Man X. It looks beautiful. And there's something I want everyone to very closely pay attention to with the Marvel vs. Capcom concept. Marvel has strict rules when it comes to their characters in the fighting games. And um, I, I, I would, would bet money that the char- Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel you see, will be a mirrored image of the Captain Marvel you see on screen. Um, powers, uh, abilities, attitude, personality. So I, I think that this trailer is very telling for that, the, char- the future of that character and what, and what she can contribute to the MCU. Um, they, they did it with Doctor Strange uh, when, the, when, the, when the Marvel Cat, first Capcom 3 came out. He had very strict rules on what he had to do, how he had to look, and, and how he had to be, uh, how, and, and how his powers had to manifest in the game. So... Um, I think we're going to see the same thing from Captain Marvel as well. Yeah, talking about the difference between the DC and the Marvel, that you know the the Wonder Woman. Well, I'm, I've got high hopes for it, but uh, there's even though there's not a lot of buzz out, I'm even more excited to see the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, because that's again a huge question mark because they've already said they're going to change her origin story, so it's not even going to be a character or an origin or something that that comic book fans may be familiar with. They're going to change her powers for the film. She will be the most powerful. Um, Marvel character in the MCU to date when she premieres. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a really going to be interesting uh, character, and I think that's going to be really something cool for Marvel to be able to do because they're going to be kind of stretch their legs with that character because she's so unfamiliar familiar to people, um, even most comic book readers. And she's, uh, unless you're a huge kind of Marvel fan, you're, she's kind of a side character, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah, and to go back to do her origin properly, you'd have to go all the way back and bring the X-Men into the fold, which we have already found out from uh, Kevin that that's not going to happen, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, and and, 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 and Marvel and McCree, and they'd have to have a much larger part. Uh, so, right. yeah, it's a big, it's a much bigger endeavor. And in fact, I, there's rumor, because spoilers for Doctor Strange, but if you saw Doctor Strange, there was a throwaway line about a woman who had a chip in her brain and gets electrocuted by lightning. Um yes. And that a lot of people are speculating that that is Carol Danvers. That would be see that's awesome, and they can do yeah. that because Marvel has not made a misstep so far. I was just talking with Ron and TC in the last uh, first part of the show about they've not made a misstep. They've taken characters and properties like Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man, and now Doctor Strange, and they're catapulting these movies into the stratosphere with the box office take. So I can just implicitly trust whatever Marvel wants to do. Let them do it. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's it's been a, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I just can't wait to see. I'm really excited to see what happens after the Infinity Wars and, and all that stuff. Because I just it, that that's the big question mark. You know, what I mean, like, what's gonna what are they gonna do after that big, huge earth shattering event? Like, that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm assuming they'll just do a back to basics approach. Because how can you out villain Thanos? So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't know. I like I said, I just yeah, it's, it's gonna be crazy. They're gonna have to be like. We'll have to build to the Masters of Evil or something. Right. Like they're going to have to, yeah, it's going to have to be very, like, grounded villains again. And it, it, oh, man, I just, I'm so excited for Marvel and, and what they're, and what they're doing. I, I do, I do wish DC would just, just fucking, just, co- just copy them. Do you know what I mean? Just, just copy, 
just just do what Marvel's doing. I think we'll all be very happy with with uh, with the outcomes. I agree. I think everyone would be. We are going to uh, head to our break. So this was Casey Walsh from the Geeks Worldwide. You can check out the website, thegww.com. And obviously, please follow them on Twitter at the underscore GWW. Casey, thanks for coming on the show. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Thank you so much, James. Take care. And we are going to go to break. We'll be back with our final segment here on geek to me Radio. Hi, this is Greg Weissman, the creator of Gargoyles and co-creator of Young Justice, and you're listening to geek to me Radio. Stay well. And, of course, that's a very exciting news that we just had a couple weeks ago, too. That was uh, Greg Wiseman from Young Justice. Now we know that they're getting a third season. Well-deserved. So if you're uh, still on Netflix, keep streaming Young Justice Seasons 1 and 2 so you can be all caught up. And as Casey Walsh mentioned, we have that Teen Titans direct DC movie coming out, uh, The Judas Contract, featuring the first appearance of my favorite character from DC, Nightwing. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great time to be a geek. We've got so much stuff going on. If you watched the four part crossover that the CW just did starting Monday night with Supergirl, Tuesday night with the flash Wednesday night with arrow and Thursday night with legends of tomorrow. Fantastic job. That is what DC, the cinematic universe should be. Uh, and I just can't understand why they wouldn't bring the TV people in for the movies since they've already got established characters. They've got origin stories laid out. Uh, Joey, do you watch any of the DC shows on TV? I know you said you kind of do Walking Dead, but do you do any of uh, the DC shows? I do not, but I just regurgitate whatever you say. So your opinion's my opinion. Well, fantastic. I appreciate that. That's mm-hmm. so nice. So we like it. We do like it. That's two of us. See? <laughs> and uh, what else? Now, do you watch any of the other shows that I usually talk about? Uh, I, I know your girlfriend's a huge Doctor Who fan. So you guys are going to be watching the Christmas special here on the 25th? Yeah, I think I can get caught up with whatever, 50 years real quick, and then we will watch it together. Perfect. Yeah, that's the great thing about the Christmas specials. You don't even have to watch the series to know what's going on in the Christmas special because they're kind of standalones. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last one was kind of an exception because of the whole River Song thing. But uh, have you seen any of the Christmas specials yet? I have not, but I have not gotten her a gift yet. And I think Ah. me being a present and a loving boyfriend could be her gift this year and watch it with her. Say, honey, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch the Doctor Who Christmas special on BBC America. Mm -hmm. So fantastic. And actually, if you wanted to, if you really want to be a good boyfriend, you could take her Fathom Events is doing, I think, on December 27th. They're doing it on the big screen. They're showing this year's Doctor Who Christmas special. I'm sure she'd love that. You like going to movies. Mm-hmm. So that'd be the perfect thing for the two of you. Fathom event and then maybe St. Charles. Saint go Charles. downtown to see some Christmas spectacular. And see, that's, that's why I love you, Joey, because it's a perfect segue mm-hmm. talking about one of our sponsors, St. Charles. HistoricStCharles.com. Head to that website, HistoricStCharles.com. We are hip deep in Christmas traditions something that they do every year this is the 42nd year of christmas traditions and it's nothing like anything you've ever seen you can go to the mall and you can see the santa there this is if you're a christmas fan you need to go down and check this out it's what i think about 15 blocks full of historical dressed characters from all over the world we have santo close we have 
Snogoroshka. We've got Victorian Santa. We have Civil War Santa. We have Père Noël, the French Santa. We've got other characters like Jack Frost. We've got Susie Snowflake. We've got the Master of Revels. All these fantastic characters you can interact with. The kids love it because all the characters have their own trading cards. And the kids love to go up and get all the cards. They collect all 48. And there's uh, chestnuts roasting on open fire. You can visit the chestnut roasters. Plan your visit now. HistoricStCharles.com Go down there for Christmas traditions. You won't be sorry. That's wrapping it up for this week's edition of geek to me Radio. We'll be back next week with another weekly Geekly Wrap-Up with Casey Walsh and more. See you then. It's not in the way you watch I sound be. It's not in the way you watch the flash. It's not in the way you love Scotty Young Arts. It's not in the way you play Mario Kart. It's not in the way you look when you make him a throw trap and say, Thank you, St. Louis. Good night!